guess who we got on tonight? My Netherlands Hotel Dutch. Well, I had to do it. Aquarian uh, Anarchy, you know the place to be. We are live! All right, and our quote for tonight, Marcus picked this one out special. This one's great. From Friedrich Hayek, not an argument against organization. One of the most powerful tools human reason can employ, but an argument against all exclusive, privileged, monopolistic organization against the use of coercion to prevent others from doing better. And with that, we bring my man, my Netherlands Hotep, Hotep Dutch, up to the stage. Welcome, brother. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Did I, did I scare you a little bit there at the beginning? Joe Teeth is around huh? the corner, and you gonna play a dangerous game like that? <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say this show is about to be extra lit. And, and somebody said, um, uh, "Chad is trying to take Marcus' spot." <laughs> <laughs> take sure. who? Uh, yeah, my man. spot. Oh. <laughs> because I'm black from the waist down. I Actually, you, today I'm black from the neck oh. down. It's a new record. You said it. <laughs> oh you said God. it within within one minute. All right, for <laughs> sure. Got it. Right. It's a record. It is a record. Well, look, I, I, I would be I would be remiss if I did not uh, give you a proper introduction um, for our audience. The, those who those who don't know a lot of a lot of the folks um, around the Hotep community know you know you very well from uh, from the Hotep Nation Discord and everything else. But you know you. You're one of, like I said in the in the show notes, you are one of the day ones as a as a Patreon subscriber and as uh, one of our Telegram chat members and and big supporters, and we appreciate that. But but it's not just um, you know subscribing to the Patreon and being a part of that chat or whatever. It's what you bring. Like you bring this whole different perspective, and I don't know if it's just because of like where you are in terms of your Hotep journey. Or the fact that you've lived like you're in Curacao right now. You yeah. you live in the Netherlands. You got family in the states. You know, you've got you you're kind of spread all over, and so you bring these perspectives that, quite frankly, Marcus and I, and and I, I'm I, I'm sure Nico too, and and everybody else in the chat. It's it's so refreshing because even some of the things that we talk about, like government and like institutions, like we're going to talk about tonight, you bring this perspective that has me quite honestly like revisiting my my use of those words and like mm -hmm. my the way i i discuss the topics around those things yeah i mean but somebody uh, my uncle asked me yesterday you know he asked me directly who you are <laughs> and i i answered him i said i have to answer you in two two ways it's my physical self and what we call my spiritual self mm -hmm. and to to answer that my spiritual self is i'm I, I consider myself a, a balancer, and you know I've always I've always had this comment that you know I bring you know some other perspective is because I am trying so hard to understand the world. So if I hear something, I want to know what the other side is. Mm -hmm. So that's why you know when I met 
when I met the, the Hotep Nation and I saw uh, this perspective, I was so happy that I could bring another another balance to it and still, because my my point is to, to try to find the edges um, in things. So if, if you say this, even though I agree with you, I will find where the edges of what you said. That, that's mm -hmm. always been a part of my name. I so, think that's why. It's beautiful. Yeah. 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 For me, it's the people that that are afraid to look at what is is against you. You know, mm -hmm. the people that that don't understand why. For instance, from my perspective, um, people that are are want the government to do a bunch of shit for them and all that kind of stuff, not understanding why they do that would take away from our own education on why we need to argue against what they're talking about because if we don't understand their arguments then we'll never never reach them because it's their argument yeah yeah and that's uh that's i always asked why and you know i've i've had that problem with with uh, while i was young it wasn't really a problem but you know my parents were always telling me you know just stop asking why but I, I can't, it's, it's, it's me. And, you know, that's why I really, what brought me uh, kind of here because um, uh, I started asking myself when I was uh, living in, uh, in Curacao, that was a lot of my youth, um, being black for the most part wasn't an issue. And I, as soon as I stepped out of Curacao. What, what part of you isn't black? I'm just, no, I'm just, I'm just, you said, you oh, said for the most part, you said being black for the most part. I was like, is this, is this Marcus's Marcus, Marcus alter ego or something? That's never been called. You white for like, the waist down or something? Uh, oh, white for the waist Oh, no, that's no good. What was that, Nico? I'm sorry. I said, you ever uh, been told you speak white or something? <laughs> I, I, I have, yes, I have. Yep, yep there you go. I do get that. That's your whiteness. Yeah. Anyway, continue where, where you were going. I'm, I apologize. I'm white from the waist up. I'm from the neck up. From the, oh my god. Um, That's so, so, oh yeah. So so I I always uh, wondered why why I'm black, or I started asking why am I black because it it felt like a curse um, uh, after when I stepped out. So you know that's. That's the, the the main drive that took me to the, this path that I am right now. Um, um, because first I thought, hey, we must have done something um, for for people to be so mad at us because I saw it from, I saw the same uh, being treated the same way in every part of the world. Because uh, like I said, I travel a lot. Um, it's because my mom is a, is a travel agent. So she took us uh, everywhere that she that she got a chance to go, and she would you know she would have to tell us, okay, you're gonna have to st stick with me because they look they see us as different here, and I'm like, mm -hmm. why? Because when we're back home, there's people like them that don't, you know, we we treat them okay. So what is going on? So that's where I how I got. Uh, well, that's where uh, this curiosity took me, and this was the most. The most interesting thing to me uh, because it affected me on a daily basis so when did you really start to dwell deep into the black culture and uh, understanding like where we come from or you know the history that you have to uncover type well i was uh pretty much uh, uh naive to it um um up until 
I I went to well, I went to a, a school in in Arkansas, a boarding school in Arkansas, and uh, you know they they wanted to recruit me for basketball while I played soccer. So I didn't understand what's why would you recruit me for basketball? Um, and I you know I came to understand because you're black and you know black people don't lie. <laughs> And I'm like, and then, you know, there were things like, uh, you know, there was this kid, I remember uh, flashes, there was this kid that asked me, can I see your palm? Um, and I showed him my palm and he's like, oh, I thought your palm was black, you know? So, so when did I start really getting um, into, I kind of ignored it for the most part, um, but it's when I started doing my, my, uh, my own research. I remember, oh, it was when, Obama was about to get voted in. Um, I was really happy that Obama got got voted in. Um, I actually I was making I was in New York at that time, and I was making Obama shirts, Obama mama. I was I was selling them in New York. It was very successful. So I really invested my my heart and soul into getting him elected. And after he got elected, I could I I started paying attention because I invested mm. in, and I started. Mm things that I'm like, whoa, this, this guy is not, he's not helping us because he actually, he, he kind of made things worse. He, mm-hmm. he, shut us, he shut us off. Um, as things were getting, you know, people were still getting, getting shot. I was still being discriminated um, uh, again. So what is he doing for us? So that's, that kind of got me into, so I started, I remember I had a friend who would say, Obama is a, is a socialist, you know, it's a clown. I remember that that joker face that they had of Obama going around mm-hmm. in the underground. And I'm like, what, how, why are you, why are you so anti why are you slandering him? Yeah. Yeah. So, I, but that, that why was bothering me so much that I had mm-hmm. to find out what he knew. Mm-hmm. And, you know, then I, I, you know, he started, I started listening because mm-hmm. I wasn't listening before and I started listening and it was a complete flip. I was like, Oh my God, I, I was, I was betrayed. So um, I felt betrayed mm. by um, by Obama, really, because my mother would tell me, "Hey, you can you can be like Obama," and I started telling her, "No, you don't want me to be like Obama if, I, if you really know who he was." And mm-hmm. I'm sorry, I I, I I have to say that, you know. Mm-hmm. So um, so yeah, that's Obama was the catalyst for for my me looking into the black uh, black culture. Well, in in many ways, I think Obama was was a real eye opener to a lot of people in the black community. Not not that I really have an insight, but I I have heard a similar story. People were like, "Let's get in, you know, we need to get a black guy in there, and da 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 da, and, and we'll do that." And then he got in there and acted the fool, you know, <laughs> kept bombing people, you know, took a bunch yeah. of people's money, and and just acted like you know George W. Bush with a black face. Right. And and so I think that that's uh, his that cousin. So I mean, it makes cousin. sense, you know. <laughs> he goes <laughs> to it right? Because so, you know, he, they shouldn't have done it because I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have asked because I wasn't interested, and I'm still not really interested in politics. But I have to. If they wouldn't have done Obama, I would have been like, oh, those, you know, sorry, but those crazy white, people, crazy white things. No, so, they, they are. They're crazy white people. It's okay. You can say it. <laughs> Right, so I wouldn't have bothered with politics, but when he when he get got into it, and I said, mm-hmm. "Oh, this is, yeah, uh, 
it made me start looking into you know the the the, the private um, organizations that are going on. So when you when you tell me that Obama's cousins with with George Bush, I'm like, okay, yeah. I need to find out what's really going on here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, you know, yeah. but people uh, go ahead, Nico. People don't you know dig into things, and like I don't know when we stopped you know wanting to be scientists ourselves and like and like researchers ourselves mm-hmm. because. You know, I mean, granted, it's an instant gratification age, and you know, everybody expects things instantly. Like, when do we stop wanting to grow our knowledge? And especially about the people who run your lives. <laughs> like, wouldn't you want to know a little bit more? Everybody know about everything about Michael Jordan and his story. They'll rewatch his story ten times over before they even watch a document about the evil trifles of uh, our government. So, you know, yeah, yeah. Obama was kind of like Jesus. Like he he. He like he was black. He was Jesus. a boy. He was a boy, and then he was like twelve, and then he just disappeared for like twenty years, and then poof! Now he's out of college, and he's a uh, you know a senator. You know, at first he was a he was an Illinois state senator, and then he was a you know actually ran for and won the Senate. Um, but yeah, there was there, there was a lot of that stuff that was just kind of huh. I said that's the, that's the only thing he had in common with Jesus or. Well, whatever Jesus yeah, represents. That's what I, well, that's what I meant. I'm just saying, like, there was this huge hole in his career and his upbringing and everything else that that people were just, like, not even curious about looking into. And it, and it was just like, well, but how did he how did he get from here to here? And, like, what same similar to, like, AOC, you know, it's just like, wait, wait, what happened? And then you do the same thing with some of the guys on the other side, the Republican side, and it's, you know, well, don't look into that skull and bone stuff and don't look into what they did when they were at Harvard or Yale or any of that other kind of stuff. It's, it's very, people get very. Oh no. No, it's, I think it's Chad. Oh yeah. So we'll go ahead and continue. I don't know what's going on with Chad. Hopefully he comes back. Um, So I'm right there in the middle of that. Yeah, I I think that um, Obama definitely opened a bunch of eyes. Um, What what track did you go down, uh, Dutch, to to kind of open your eyes to all of this? Where what sources? Where did you go? I gotta say the first the first person who who um, who I I got interested in. Um, was this is this a guy named um, the Thirteenth Son? He's a um, he's he's not he's not a very uh, popular, but he has this uh, kind of a, a, a cult following. Um, he first of all the the, the number thirteen scared me uh, because of you know because of stigmas, and um, I started following because of that because I like you know finding out about scary things. I was like, oh, this guy is scary and he's telling truths. Um, but, he, he, you know, he's, you know, he, he tells a lot of truths, puts a lot of uh, spices on it, but it gets your attention. So I started uh, following uh, uh, him that road and that really opened up my eyes to what is going on um, on the, in the underground. And so that's when I started writing down my, my questions and my, and my notes. Um, and then um, I came across, I briefly came across Young Pharaoh. I, I, I'm hearing a, a hissing. I briefly no, came across um, Young Pharaoh at some point. 
Okay. Yeah. And when when he was still uh, uh, young with it, with his, when he has still had his short writs, um, I listened to a couple of things he said, and again I went into my book, started uh, writing writing questions, and but but still it wasn't enough for me to to say something. I would just say something to my to my girlfriend at the time, be like, hey, you know this. But when and I don't when was it? Oh, and I would also follow Joe Rogan because this was you know this was somebody who would who would um, who would uh, you know slice through through uh, you know through the the truths of things. He has so um, I wouldn't say that he yeah. was. Yeah, I wouldn't say he's particularly. Um, he, he has his place in in, in, in society as mm -hmm. far as. Um, if, as your first step, if you wanna, if you wanna open your eyes, it's good to, yeah. to go listen to some of his things. And then, um, and what, now here's the funny thing about me. I usually when he when he had maybe you could say this, when he had black guests on, I would skip them. I would be like, no, I don't. I just I want to hear what the white people are thinking. <laughs> and then there was <laughs> when they're just talking to themselves. <laughs> And then, um, for some reason, um, I saw I saw Hotel Jesus, and I didn't skip it. He completely. I was like, "Here's my brother!" Like I saw him. I'm like, "This." I didn't is know what that's how you found about. him. You he, found him through the Rogan interview. That's crazy. Yeah, but I thought I found him through. I thought I found him through the Rogan interview, but afterwards I recognized saw a couple of videos of him. But it, it I, I when he did the um, when he did the Starbucks thing, it came across my path. Mm -hmm. But I was like, okay, look, it was kind of look at this clown, but I like it. But I didn't know that he had all that intellect. I I, I got his joke, but I didn't. It wasn't enough for me to to grab onto it, but that that came a few when when he when I really started following. Him. I'm like, oh, I know this guy. Mm -hmm. So so it was it was kind of a, a through him, and um, and then I realized that I also knew um, Shaka Akmos from from back then when he when Hotep just reintroduced him. That I saw Shaka Akmos back then also, um, mm -hmm. uh, as I'm going because I'm. At that time, I was I was uh, deeply into what uh, the 13th son was saying, so I, I was you know so these videos would pop up of, of 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 them, and you know but I would go back to listening to that. So so yeah, that's that's how I as soon as I as I saw him, I'm like I need to meet this. I need to contact this guy. This is my brother or my spiritual brother. He 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 speaks. For me. Um, he he. Um, you know, in a, in a spiritual your way, I I need to support him because he's he's kind of my mouthpiece. Um, um, I felt I feel I still feel that way. Mm. So you know, that's the uh, I don't remember what the question was. I got a bit too excited there. <laughs> no, I think you you were good. Um, so you you continue to talk about spirituality, and that's huge. And we we talk a bit about spirituality in our chat, um, but I, but. Explain to us where your spirituality takes you, and and how you infuse that with your hopefulness, if you will. Well, my 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 parents were a mix of uh, Protestant and and Christian Christians, um, so that already 
kind of confused me because I'm like, you know, how, what, what are you guys doing really? Like, I know you're trying to give me um, a religious freedom and ask me to choose, but it's, it's making me see through the cracks. It's making me see that both of these are not, are not real. So I went through this path where I started rejecting. Um, I started rejecting religion because I saw the cracks. What I didn't know at the moment is that you know it's it's a it's a type of institution where you know you get information on a need to know basis. So mm-hmm. I had to break that down, um, try to seek, even say that there is there is no um, um, higher self, um, and that we're all like. Uh, uh, you know, I, I started getting into um, the Darwin theory, and but then I realized that doesn't make sense either. Um, but then I started within myself, and you know, started noting the signs, and I'm like, there's something here with me. I'm I'm not doing this alone, and um, mm. that made me discover what I call uh, the higher self, which is what is connected connects all of us within us so now actually this happened to me yesterday i remember that my i have an uncle that is a that is a jehovah's witness and i all we always used to make fun of him because of it but this time when he approached me i was like i understand what you're searching for it doesn't matter what you call it but the fact that you're searching for it i respect you so i it, it was a complete turnaround that now i'm like anybody who wants to be in a religion or whatever, as long as it has, you know, the, you know, the common principles, and as long as it doesn't include um, blindly indoctrinating people without explaining to them, I'm with it. I, w- I want you to do that. I, I, I respect, right. I respect people who want to seek religion more than people who want to seek uh, money, for example, nothing over family, you know, with your family seek uh, these things. So um, I don't judge anybody's religion. I don't know what to call my my religion, but I just want you to have one. Amen, brother. Love it. That, 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 I, that, that's me in a nutshell. Like, <laughs> that's, that's me in a nutshell. I don't know what to call it, but like it's a higher being. You know, like why try and put a label on something you have no comprehension? Like, There's some. Yeah. Something's coming through audio. I don't know who it is. Oh, I think that might be Chad. That's me. It's this air conditioner in this hotel room. I'm sorry. It's just oh, yeah. if I if I open my mic, it's that's what it is. If I close it, it's not. But uh, it's all good. I'll, Wait, I'll turn it off. Gain, I'll mute can you that turn your right. gain down? Is your gain all the way down? Uh, no. Let me check it. There. Where you at, right, Chad? Keep going. Y'all keep going. Yeah. Is that better? Is it? Can y'all still? Yeah, hear me I okay? can't hear it. Okay. I can't right. hear that. I'll leave my gain down then. All right. So continue. So continue. Yeah, continue. Sorry about that. So uh, that, that was uh, pretty much it. Uh, of what I think of uh, religion is just um, yeah. I think it's great. If anybody, well, yeah, that's a great. Wants that's a great segue into kind of the the topic of tonight, right? Like a, the the idea of institutions and institutionalization. Um, and you you brought in a really interesting perspective to to us and, and to, to the whole, you know, if y'all aren't following Dutch's channel, it's really, there's a lot of, a lot of really good stuff gems. there. Um, a lot gems. of gems. Yeah. And uh, he's got his, I cover, I cover the boring stuff. <laughs> right. But the he's boring got this, but- 
he's got his drive through which I love. Uh, it's a great, uh, great twist of phrase there. Um, and, uh, and, but he's got, he's got some other, some other really good stuff. And the one that you, that you brought to us was this, and it was really well put together. Like you went through and you had, you know, you got like your video clips and your B-roll and your little graphics and, and everything to make it to where as people are going through, listening to what you're saying, you're actually providing some visuals too to, to, to accent it. Um, but it really like, it, it made me think like, you know, you're right about, and Marcus and I have talked about this a lot too. Um, cause because Nico kind of comes to us from this, like, I wasn't buying into this bullshit anyway. So, like, <laughs> I don't need y'all to teach me about, uh, you know, anarchy or government or the nature of it. Like, oh, wait, I, wait, I, wait. He, I, I, I say all that. Don't put that in my mouth. Okay, yeah, I, I, I know you don't say that, but I'm saying like that, like the, the vibe that I get is that you you were just kind of like when, some of this stuff when we told you, you were kind of like, yeah, it sounds about right. You know, like it wasn't like this. Uh, where some people's brains uh, melt when you yeah. tell them this stuff, like, uh, oh, by the way, that institution that you believe in, it's a corrupt institution. It's a fallacy. Um, yeah. So, but what Dutch did was he brought it around, like he was talking about before, you know, pushing the edges, pushing the envelope of like, okay, so you say you believe this and it, and you're steadfast in these principles. But what about this on the edge? Um, and and what Marcus, what I was getting at is that Marcus and I have talked about this a lot on, on the show is that it's not governance or the idea of the concept of government like like of uh of like organization and societal sort of cooperation that we have an issue with it's this monopoly on force top down puppet mastered oligarchical type of tyrannical oppression shit that we're against but people getting together in their local community and organizing to either pool resources or um, decide what they, you know, what they think is cool and what they think is not cool. And to, to kind of say like, Hey, if you're going to try to do that shit, you're not coming in here that there's a, there's a way to do that stuff where it's not, um, Hey, by the way, we own all this. And if you don't do what we tell you, we're going to, you know, we're going to lock you in a cage or shoot you. Um, so let's talk a little you know, bit the, about like about your, your take on institutions. Because it was really interesting. Yeah, the, the thing about um, the path to, to to truth is it's it's very dangerous because mm-hmm. you know you um, the ones withholding the truth sometimes they do have valid reason for withholding it, but it's up to you to go to go break that wall. Now, if if you don't have you know the know how, you're gonna break that wall and you're gonna do cause damage to you and the people around you if you don't know how you're going to go around that through and then those people will will have the opportunity the opportunity to say you're wrong but your intentions were right so you know, i i say that to say because i was at the path where i realized oh these institutions are the ones hurting me and you know right, right before i said burn all institutions i realized hey no 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 we built this. We built these things. Mm-hmm. Some people built these things, and now there's. And now, if you decide to to go against them, you're going to have to go through the institution. And I'm trying to find a way to go get directly to them and leave the institutions al- alone for the most part. Now, uh, the the other thing you mentioned is that you know the monopoly on 
the monopoly on uh, on this the the, the system Violence. you know yeah. that because of because of the, the large quantities of people who are being bunched up together um, right. you know we were talking about uh, the, the Dunbar numbers um, at, at some point in, in the chat Marcus and I believe that's that's something that people are not <coughs> taking into consideration is that you can't have you can't have one person deciding over more than a, a, a thousand a thousand people even and now but now you have one person like the president of the united states deciding over you know millions of people that's just it he can't make good calls you know that's why you know i like it when you guys talking about local local government because mm -hmm. um these institutions do need to be instituted but it needs to remain the decisions making need to be um, on a smaller scale and, uh, you know, people are talking about going into uh, a globalization of things. You know, I think globalization can and will never, should never happen. Anything, anytime it happens, um, if you have one person that rules, um, rules the whole world, they're designating the whole, like, designate the whole Caribbean as a, as a prison. Because right. they say, oh, well, we're, I have to, I have to, you know, allocate, they could, you know they did that with australia the caribbean actually was worse we, it was a prison and slavery because it mm -hmm. is true it did happen already and we weren't mm -hmm. even fully globalized and that can only happen when we have people that don't have that that consider other people no longer humans just numbers mm -hmm. so 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 about um uh, uh, the, the institutions um what my argument is is that it's always been there. It's part of. It's really part of wh what made us um, uh, made us so advanced. If you take, for example, um, a duck, um, the duck has has his, his little ducklings walking behind him. That's institution. The ducks are being yeah. institutionalized. You know. Yeah. So if you're gonna say so, if you're gonna say institutions are bad, uh, that's not what you really want to say. You want to say that the mother duckling or the father duckling whoever's doing something wrong that the ducks are dying is messing up something that you already mastered which is mm -hmm. how you know how to compartmentalize information you don't you don't have to reinvent reinvent the wheel um, every time again but when you when you do that that means i'm not going to know how to um uh, make fire but i will know how to make i don't know um uh I know how to make a car because you made a fire. So these things do need to remain in here, but we, we need to work on the transparency and the size limit as to, to, to how it gets uh, affected. I don't know how to do that, but I do know how to point, point it out. That's, that's my job, to point it out. Right. And, and I liked the, the, and by the way, the video is linked below as is his Twitter and his YouTube um, Channel, channel as well yeah. it's all linked below um but what i what i particularly liked um in in what you were saying is you know so many people get caught up on the word anarchy and and i'm not going to stop using it and all of that but people get caught up on it and um and you know what they miss is because the government has perverted the the use of it so much and they have used it in ways that it wasn't meant to be it, they tainted the word now we're taking it back and we're explaining what it is but a, a real anarchist does not um 
believe necessarily um, that they that that we shouldn't have government at all. And um, myself, I would tend to be in the range uh, where I don't want anybody telling me what the hell to do, so leave me the fuck alone. But that's me. And and what all anarchy is is the um, is a state of not having a state or not having a ruler. It's the state of not having a master. And the last track I had about a, a little over a century ago, we all agreed slavery's bad. Mm-hmm. And, and, and so, at the, you know, we shouldn't be in the business of owning people anymore. And, um, you know, the argument can be made that, that, at one time, we needed government for one thing or another. We live in 2022, and we have the internet. We have so many ways that we can eliminate what government does do, um, pos- you know, positively. You know, we can. But again, to your point, the the le- lesser amount of people we have involved in our organization call it government or call it something else, the better, because then you're going to be concerned about the people that you're actually trying to help. And that's the difference between a voluntary system and um, in government as we know it, is that in a voluntary system, you actually are trying to help. Government is trying to look like they're helping. Well, and, and I would argue too that uh, to, to kind of bring both of those points together that you and Dutch made, the the issue by and large is actually this size and scope um because if you if you if you get to more local smaller more um intimate the more intimate and close-knit um the the institution or the uh, the community that um is involved there's so many different ways that it is superior for first of all it's it's less cumbersome to try to keep organized and keep functioning the way it's properly supposed to be functioning. Right? Like if you have a, if you have a co-op where everybody's supposed to pay in a certain amount and you're only supposed to pull out when you really need something and you're not supposed to pull out when you don't need something and you just want to use it as a slush fund. Well, the bigger it gets, the harder it is to police that and to really like, you know, for everyone to kind of keep an eye on it because there may be somebody, you know, three counties over who you've never seen before. They just pulled some money out of there. You don't know that they're pulling money out of there and that they they're they're gaming the system. So, anyway, it's the 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 functionality is better the smaller and more intimate and localized it is. The corruption potential is much lesser when it's that way because you have when when we when we're dealing with people in D.C. and you have these staffs of people that have never been elected. They just got appointed to those positions and then they, the, the, the senators get run out of town and the staff is still there. It's like, and they're writing the legislation and handing it to them. They're like, I need something on guns. Like, Oh, cool. We got you. It's already done. It's already written. Um, which parts, you know, it's like an accordion. Like what parts do you want us to pull out? What, what extra stuff do you want us to add in? We got some little add-ons. We got some DLC. If you want some, uh, if you want to pay extra for the DLC. Anyway, it, it becomes so much more manageable and so much less uh, contentious and also less potential for corruption, the smaller, more local, more intimate it is. Think about like your family. 
everybody knows like they might have an asshole cousin, brother, sister, parent, grandparent, whatever. You can see that shit coming from a mile away and you can kind of navigate your way around it and, and manage it. You have that same person who's like running your state like we have here in Louisiana. Bro, it's 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 terrible. And that's just a state of like four million people. Like what Dutch is talking about. You take that to the president where it's 330 million people or the WHO or the, or the, yeah. Or the UN. And it's now you're talking about like 8 billion people. You're setting it up to be corrupted and to be horribly mismanaged. And the best thing when it's something that big and that globalist, the best place you can be is out in the middle of nowhere in a community. Nobody gives a shit about because you're, at least then you can have your little local community and nobody's going to mess with you because there's not enough fake freedom. Yeah, exactly. There's not enough. I think that's, you know, everybody, everybody who's progressive these days, you know, they think going global is the best thing we can do because we can save the climate or whatever. Mm -hmm. They're doing it for all the wrong reasons. And I'm like, you don't know what you're asking for. You're asking really for tyranny. (laughs) That's what you, people you are don't want to Yeah, and you know th- that's that's the only way the half of the world can be destroyed by one stupid decision is mm-hmm. if you leave it in the hands of one person. Mm-hmm. You know, and 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 that makes me wonder who are the people be, because what's really driving this globalist thing is because the earth is dirty, the animals are dying. You know, all these people who have these benevolent. Um, 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 uh, reasons to do things you're pushing for something that if you take a little moment to study and i'm sure they did you would know that you don't want that but but you know on the other side that we do have to be concerned about um, a certain a certain things but this is this is not the way to do it it's not you know leaving it up to someone you know it's saying you have it's making and that's why I'm, what i'm trying to to bring to, to the world is having your your principles in check, your your morals, your values and ideals, because this is really the formula for you to use your common sense. If you have these things, you're not going to be stupid. You're not going to just throw something away um, outside because you're going to be like, hey, would I want that, somebody to do that in my in my neighborhood? And they're not teaching kids principles. They're just saying, follow, follow, follow. Just trust us. We'll fix it. You know, and and um, I I think that's very very um, not to use your your word um, Nick very nefarious uh, thing to do. <laughs> no, no, that's what the word means. So it's like you can't get mad at it. But uh, no question. What is your viewpoint on climate change? Mm. Um, I think I don't. I think um, I don't think we have enough as humans. Um, to affect the climate. I don't even think we know what the world really is made of. Um, let nature do its thing. And I think nature is a, is a consciousness. And if you, if you do too much, it'll take care of itself. But at the same time, I'm not saying um, just throw something away. You have to be in balance with nature. Um, climate is going to change um, because, you know, we're, we're in like a, some sort of a, I don't know what simulation. Like, yeah, the cycles. There's cycles to it, though. It's always Massive cycles. Yeah. Yeah, so 
from I stopped paying attention once I heard the same people saying, yeah, it might be climate change. Um, and this and that was supposed to happen this year. But then they talk about, oh, we first of all, since we had an ice age, you know, what, what happens to ice? Already having, having an, an ice age already tells you that the climate is going to change. So mm -hmm. what makes you think you're going to have an effect on it? And right. they're talking about the ozone layer um, having a hole in it, and uh, now the, the the hole closed when we had this pan pandemic because nobody was going out. I'm like, come on, right. stop it! It's the transition. <laughs> it's the transition. You know, it, like I, the the thing that I like combated with is, is like, okay, so how long have you been on this planet? Oh, okay, a minute amount of time. Okay, do you know how cycles work? If we're in a floating space, let's just say space, right? And we're in the, we're going around rotations, rotations. What makes you think like 5.3 billion years ago, like there wasn't a seasonal change for that planet. And then we're going through another seasonal change because we're in another part of space closer to the sun, further away from the sun or, you know, and there's seasons and cycles to absolutely everything. You cannot disregard that. So it makes you think that this planet will not have its own season. See, and I'm, I'm just a simpleton. I go with the Larry, the cable guy. Take. You have a concept what, of it. What what got us out of the ice age? Were the dinosaurs driving Range Rovers? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. For um, sure. Volcanoes are necessary, baby. Yeah. And all that smoke. So again, this this comes back to your your initial point though, uh, Dutch, and that was that you know the solution to any because I personally think that we got some pollution going on in this world. Duh. Yeah, I mean, sure. I, I, but yeah, I don't the, hate the planet. Shit. Right. The, but the solution isn't to put it in Barack Obama's hands or, or this moronic asshole we got in there now or Donald Trump's. It, 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 that's not the solution. How many our people? Right. It is our solution. How in, in all of this stuff, everybody knows this. They go to work. And how many times is there, are you go to, you go to work every day, you do the same job all the time and you've got to do rules that somebody who has never done the job, who is telling you, you got to do it because they've somehow became the manager or the supervisor or the CEO or whatever the fuck they are. They're telling you, you got to do it this way and you can't do it that way. I worked for a pharmaceutical company doing packaging and they, um, because this idiot we worked with kept cutting herself with a knife, you had to have a knife for the job, had to have it. So the solution of the morons in charge was stop having them have access to knives. <laughs> had to have a knife for the goddamn job. You, you had to, there was That's no way you to do that without it. Right. Yeah, yeah. And and so it comes down to and, and everybody has had that instance that, that they've put some asshole in charge that doesn't know what the fuck they're doing. And he doesn't listen to the people who actually do the job. It, that, is, that is an experience. Everybody that experiences that is having a bit of an experience of anarchism. They're saying, hold up. This moron doesn't know what the hell they're talking about. How about we decide? And mm -hmm. so. Again, I, I think that the often the uh, to go to your your word, the institutionalization of humanity, the way that we are conditioned to just line up and follow orders and do what we're told in an institution, and I mean like a prisoner kind of way, yeah. 
is absolutely the problem that we're running into. It is amazing what happens when you set a people free. Uh, the, you know, we are still in this country living on the little bump of freedom we got from 1776. So, mm. you know, just living on that 200 years later, imagine if we actually got to freedom. Yeah, mm -hmm. I, I think, I mean, there's nothing, the problem with, I don't have a problem with, uh, with like I said, with the institution itself. Um, I, I have a problem with, with it becoming, uh, becoming too big um, and people don't know what's going on. So I, I don't understand why, if we have something so great, it's not being taught to the kids as the first thing. Like what I want, what I wanted to get to with that video is I want them to, uh, I want us to have a way where we tell every, where we tell a child, we don't have to tell you how the institution work. I just need you to know that you're being institutionalized. Now, once you know that you can be like, okay, I know I'm being brainwashed by something. Let me go look in the, in the hood of this institution, see if it's something that 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 resonates with me. Mm -hmm. And we mm -hmm. we never had that option. It was just you're just in it, and if you if you happen to get out of it, you're going to be seen as an outcast, and you might react adversely, and you're ending up you're going to end up in jail. While your intention was just like, hey, this doesn't match with me. And mm -hmm. and if you just tell people from the beginning, hey, you're being conditioned to things. Right. But when you get older. You can decide if you want to continue that, but and then th there will be transparency as to whoever's all the way in the. There wouldn't be a place for for these private organizations to be, you know, doing what mm -hmm. they're doing, and nobody knows because nobody ever follows the follows the the the, the, the yellow brick road. Is it to, to the Wizard of Oz? Am I yep. confusing? Yep. Yeah. No, no, that's right. That's, that's right. it. That's, that's right. right. Yeah. That's all the same. Yeah, so uh, I, I sometimes, me, a person like me, I want to know who's behind that curtain. And I'll be like, okay, you can go on. But you never gave that option. I'm bringing everything down, you know, I'm with my mouth, you know. Yeah. So if you, if they would have done it, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have been, uh, I wouldn't, my eyes wouldn't have opened. I would have been like, okay, oh, that's what's going on. Okay, cool. But they didn't do that. They try to hide mm -hmm. it. They made a mistake. Because now I'm awake. <laughs> yeah, I think I think to, to give you a to, to kind of give a like a metaphorical or but not not maybe not a metaphorical but like a practical, very easy for everyone to understand um, way of looking at this. Uh, well, at least people who play or or are familiar with sports. You know, when you know that your coach is making you run stairs, run bleachers, you know, run laps, run suicides, and all this stuff. But you know that it's, number one, it's to make it to where you pay better attention so you don't screw up shit that you're supposed to be doing right in your techniques, your fu fundamentals, you know, not jumping off sides, not, you know, uh, not turning the ball over if you're, you know, if it's basketball or whatever. So it's part of that as like a, a discipline to, to serve as a punishment, as a deterrent to doing the, these things that the coach doesn't want. But the other part of it is, all of that stuff that you do, because I, I say this as a coach, all that stuff that I do, I'm like, we're either going to get really strong and have really good lungs or we're going to stop turning the ball over. One of the two. We're going to stop missing layups or we're going we're gonna to have the best uh, 
pecs in cardio the, in, in, the, in the league because we're going to do 3,000 push-ups of practice. You know, like yeah, one I, of those two is going to happen. We're going to be strong and we're going to have good lungs or we're going to start performing better, you know, or maybe a little bit of both. And so when they know that, the kids, the kids know that they know and then they buy into it. And they know, like, all right, mm-hmm. this isn't just some bullshit that coach is doing because he hates us. This is actually going to make us better. Right. That's That's the that, I, I, a person like me need needs needs a coach like you because <laughs> I, I I notice right away when somebody's trying to condition me. My mind is set up to to, to be um, adverse to. So if you if you're not honest with me, and that's the reason that I skipped out on a lot of sports, you know, mm-hmm. you know when when I went to the U.S., they were asking me. I played basketball, but you know, and you know what the the, the one thing that that bothered me the most was this was the slapping in the in the, in the ass thing uh, after winning, but but it was also like, yeah, I'm like yo, what what, the, what is this shit, but um. <laughs> I, I hope you don't do that. Don't be doing that to your kids. But anyway, no, no, no. A high five. High five. <laughs> we'll keep One it up here. We keep, we keep it up here. I'm not even going down here because I might run into something I'm not intending to run into. You know? Yeah. <laughs> What's up? Uh, I brought up the part. So, so yeah. If I know what you're trying to do with me, I might accept it. But if I notice that you're trying, and you know, this, 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 some of us out there like that. I'm not saying everyone is like that. Some people, maybe it's better you don't tell them, but me, you got to tell me. Otherwise, you're going to have a problem. You know, but I'm not participating. For sure. And, and, and I, I really think that the information, I mean, that's how I raise my kids. You know, sometimes I'm hard as shit on my daughter. I mean, I, you know, it's, you know, I expect certain things in my house, you know, I expect order, I expect her to clean her room, I expect those kinds of things. But I explain to her, I set her down, sometimes it's annoying, and my kids will tell you, we have long lectures. And the reason we have long lectures is because I'm not just going to say, do that because I said so. I'm going to say, do that because you need to develop a habit. You know, cleaning the room is an example. Um, You've got to clean your room to develop a habit so that you're orderly with your life, so that you don't have, you know, you can find your stuff, you can do all that, and you develop that pattern, Mm -hmm. and that's why you want to do this. It it, it also helps that I don't like my house being trashed. (laughs) But, you know, at the end of the day, I try with my kids to explain why you know, I make rules. I very seldom, and I'm not going to say that I never do because sometimes I, you know, we don't, we don't have time to go into a two hour lecture about why we need to do this thing we need to do right now. I'm going to explain this later. (laughs) What was that Dutch? Sometimes you're just not old enough to understand. And I, I, you know, what you're saying, I do that also. I have, I have a daughter, a five-year-old daughter and, you know, she asked me, why are you making me do this? I'm like, I'll try to explain it to you. But you you gotta give me some trust that I'll I'll explain it to you when you're older, and you know you you know you, then you leave a, a note of you know ask me again, um, but but I do leave it open. I don't just say just do it because I said so. I'm like I can't explain it to you right now, mm-hmm. and I think you know you know I don't again I don't know how many people if I'm like a one percent five percent of people who who are allergic to being blindly institutionalized but 
honestly, I think it's people who have, you know, who are prone to, there are some people who are born prone to, uh, I guess, to say being criminals or did something went wrong with them? No, it's a, it's a rebellion sort of uh, thing, I think. But, uh, you're talking about like people who actually have like nefarious motives that they just, they're like destructive. Yeah. They're just naturally yeah, destructive. Those, yeah. those people need to be blindly institutionalized. And, you know, I because it, it does happen once in a while. We're like, okay, you're we need to put you in here because you're, you're, you're fucked shit up. You know, and but those people are not the majority, so don't treat us like the majority. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's my whole thing. Can can you we know? dig into that a little bit? Because I'm I'm curious. Uh, I want to just if you if you don't mind, like just like a philosophical exercise. Like, at what point do you think you could recognize that someone has like a natural propensity for like destruction and and like socio sociopathy, uh, for lack of a better way of putting it? Because I think. I would I would contend that without a whole bunch of extra examples of like toddlers who present sociopathic tendencies, I would contend that most of that comes from some of this like blind institutionalization. Some of the they're 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 they they don't something doesn't vibe with them. They push back. They get beaten into submission, and eventually it's like uh, bottling up. Uh, something explosive that is gaining the building pressure and building pressure, eventually something's going to give. And that's when you yeah. see later on as adolescents, some of this stuff actually rear its head. I, I wonder if you even see, you know, like the Michael Myers type thing. Like we see like Michael Government Myers. Officials. Yeah. We see Michael Myers as like this kid who's like torturing animals. Right. But what we don't see is yeah. what happened before that, that, put him in the position where he thought that was okay or B was using that as some sort of coping mechanism because he didn't feel alive unless he was like creating and and inflicting pain on himself or someone else. Well, I think what I really think is Michael Myers had or could have had a place in this world, uh, but he was stuck in in one system with which which the result is he's going to be killing people he's going to be killing people maybe his maybe he should have been um maybe should have been a mortician and he would have been happy but because he's because he messed up by killing a few animals and they punished him for it i'm not saying i'm not saying he's a he's a good person but some people have the the mind for you know i can't see blood something yeah i'm with you yeah my sister's a nurse and like i'm like Nah, man, I can't like people shitting on me and like, you know, vomiting on me. Like, nah, that's other people got to do that because I'm not I'm not about that. Like, I couldn't do what you did, Marcus. Like, I couldn't be a funeral home director or whatever. Like, I, I could not. I'm just be like, thank God there's people who do that because I don't want to be the one. <laughs> uh, yeah, when, nah, when they're dead, you don't have to worry about killing them. I just think it's gross. I just think it's gross. I don't want to be around it. That's what it is for me. I mean, but what if it is dead and then it comes back? Do you have to kill it again? Or is oh, it? God. Here we go. <laughs> anyway, what, where were you going? You were going somewhere, Dutch. I, I'm sorry. I cut you off with my being grossed out by stuff. I I think um I, I think there's definitely people who who are born with with different uh, thoughts than us. Because I've seen it in I've seen it in in, in animal I'm not I'm not comparing ourselves to animals but I've seen it in a 
in uh, a, what do you call it when you have when when a whole bunch of dogs are born one of them is crazy oh you know yeah so most of the time when you have a, 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 a whole bu- a bunch of puppies one of them is like kind of like off and then the the mother would you know eat it up or just trample it and be like uh-uh you're not <laughs> you're not coming in here no, you know so we up. don't do that mm-hmm. yeah. yeah we don't do that as humans I agree. And and I think that I think that you're right that we that there are people that are just born that way, that are born fucked up. And and you know, is there an easy solution to that? No, there's not. You know, they expect us to have an, a solution. Mm-hmm. But I'm sorry, I don't know how ha- I do not have a solution to the psychopaths that are being born. But they shouldn't be rewarded. The system that we currently uh, are living under, the people that are, like you're describing, are rewarded for their evil. They're rewarded for for not caring about other people. They're rewarded for that. And that's, you know, it makes me think of... You know the the Sioux Indians um, controlled one fifth of this uh, this country at one time, and they did not use a penal system like we like we do. They just ostracized people. All right, sorry about you. You're dickhead. Bye. <laughs> Get out. You're not allowed to be in in our tribe no more. Bye bye. And no, you can't and be involved anymore. And for the most part, that worked. Now that's still not a complete solution because they talked about where. You know, somebody, the, this group of, of shitbags would get together and go do a bunch of bad things and blame the Sioux for it. And the Sioux were like, it wasn't us. We didn't do that. Those these assholes. And, and so there's not a, a, a you know, a, an ultimate solution. But the one we're using right now, where we put them in charge of millions of people, that shit ain't working. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you, yeah because, because, yeah, you know, like you say, like psychopaths or people who are who are narcissists. Um, the way the thing is is set up, they get the jobs because they, you know, they they go for it. I don't understand why the system is set up that way, but but what you were saying that we don't have a solution for them is I think we did have a solution for them, which is institution. And I mean, you know, you 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 gotta. I think we gotta invest more into um, identifying because. Like I said, the, the the example of the dogs, the mother knows instinctively that, hey, you are going to mess up this whole thing. So I'm getting rid of you because they don't have an institution like we do. But I can put you in an institution. Now, I'm very careful when I say that because I don't want to say, you know, just mm-hmm. because that could end up having putting it. Probably that's what happened. We started out that way. And now we have like the, the private prison system yeah, and we with mostly black people because black people are identified. Um, people, you know, like I said earlier, you know, I go to another country and I'm like, I'm a criminal or, you know, hold the purse, yeah. you know, to, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. damn, this shit happens yeah. here yeah. too. We're, what we're, the hell? We're seeing, we're seen as the aggressors all the time, uh, due mm-hmm. to, you know, the, the over flood of, uh, bullshit portrayed on our people. We're just very emotional. Just deal with it. I'm sorry, but like at the end of the day, we're we're very uh, verbose with our uh, emotions. But you know, other than that, we don't mean you no harm unless you want to start dirt. Well, so yeah. on the on the thing with yeah. the institution, you were talking about like institutionalizing people, right? Um, so you, you're, what you're saying is like you think that it just it it became something where 
I'm, I'm trying to draw, I'm, I'm looking at like what they're talking about now with like guns and like red flag laws. And it's going to, it's going to come under the guise of, Hey, we're doing this because we just want these crazy people who are shooting up schools to stop shooting up schools. But then it's going to be like with some of the mental institutions where it's like, Hey, I don't like this person. So send them to the mental institution because they're fucking up my game over here that I'm running. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it's again, this goes into our earlier conversation. It's it's easier to do that when you have one person ruling over a lot. Right. But if you don't have that, that's not going to happen um, mm-hmm. as easily. And that's exactly what happened. So they found an, a, somewhere to to um, suppress your your human self. They found it. We found out it's called prison and now they're using it for all kinds of shit. Mm-hmm. And it's supposed to only be used for the extreme. You're going to jail for, for, for smoking weed. Like what the fuck? No, yeah. you can't, you can't do that. That's not how you solve that. If you smoke right. weed, like give that, per- it shouldn't even be, be something. So, and now you're going to jail because of your, your skin color. So again, mm-hmm. the, I'm, I, I'm hesitating to say that that the prison system is a good thing, but sometimes you need to you need to confine some people. And sure. uh, another thing I want to want to add to that is that this this behavior is very contagious. Like if there's one person behaving this way, it's Agreed. much easier to destroy than it is to build. So mm. if you see somebody acting crazy all the time and nobody's doing anything about it, you might switch and start doing it too. And so well, if can't. that's not taken care of it right away, that's why that, that mother, the dog, takes care of it right away because know, she knows it's going to corrupt the other, other Instinctively. kids. Instinctively, yeah, yeah. For sure. It, I want to back up for a second. Um, I have a theory, and I and, and I kind of like to to ask y'all what your opinion is on it. And and you were talking about the experience of being black and going to a place that isn't, you know, because you had talked about that when it's all black people, then you don't really follow this. But when it's white people, my opinion, and tell me if I'm wrong. I don't know. I'm a white dude. But my opinion is, you know, genetics are a thing. And I think that innately, for whatever reason, black people tend to be more free and they tend to be more independent. They tend, what I've seen is that, that uh, the black community is creative. And through that creative thought, in which I think leads to th- ideas like what we're, we've been talking about and leads to those things, they became a threat to um, the the opposite, which happened to be uh, controlled by Northern European white people. And so they didn't want those people to rebel. So they began to make them the bad people or, you know, whatever you want to say or the criminal or whatever. And so I think that it is largely based out of one, jealousy, and two, um, the innate ability of black people to understand liberty better than anyone else. Would you agree or disagree? And this could go to any either one of you guys. Uh, I, yeah, I mean, I, I'm not sure if I would, I would put it on uh, black people being, being more genetically free, <laughs> but I'll take it. But, um, <laughs> But I do know that we um, that 
when I'm around black people, we do enjoy um, um, our freedom. Just don't tell me what to do. I won't tell you what to do. And uh, there's more of this. Um, and you know, when when I'm around, you know, stereotypically white people, there is this more of a um, 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 order thing was going on. But I think this balance is great. I think we mm -hmm. should have both of a little because um, you you shouldn't be feeling too free because there's some things that you need. You know, that that's where the institution comes in. Um, so I think I think tradition the traditional white man from the past they mastered the institution mm. the, the the black man of the time was just you know yeah we could do it or we could not you know when we need to <laughs> we shit is bad, we're going to use the institution <clears throat> but you know i think the white people just stayed on it and then you know it got to the point where they you know the that la reconquista you know they mm. came you know they just it was just a momentum okay. and they just conquered mm. the, the world and and the black people were like, what What just happened? And, and we're our descendants. I'm waking up like, what, you know, what is happening to us? And this is it. You know, the, the institution has been, it's, it's, and so, you know, when people talk about racism, you know, this, you know, there's no real racism. It's just the institution gone bad where they where where they mark the black people as the as the as the bad person and we just got the musical uh the musical chair game just stopped and we got stuck with that label it could have mm. been any other and you know and so that's why i don't i don't um put too much on on racism because it's kind of irrelevant it's just it just happened to be us and you know we lost we we kind of salty about about losing that game but you know we, we you know we we got caught slacking. That's how I mm. see it. Oh, damn. Okay. That's... Yeah, but at the same time, dude, I, I, I see, like, I, I, I just... I, I mean, I, I being a little bit understanding to salute Nico's people in Haiti, I watched. I've seen a lot of shit, and I've paid attention to a lot, a lot of historical stuff. There are true stories about people fighting for their liberty in Haiti, this particular person, I don't remember the person's name, but they got deified by the voodoo priests there, or she got and became Arzuli LaRouge. And the reason that she, she was fighting for her liberty to the point where they had shot her in the head, she was certainly dead, and she killed two people. This is a I fact. thought her head this got cut off. She got shot in the head. I think she got shot in the head. I don't remember. She got killed. Yeah, and then <laughs> she still people. marked two people with the machete. So. Right. So, so <laughs> to me, that just says one, and I said this a long time ago when, when we started kind of integrating in with, with the Hotaps, that, that right. these people understand freedom and we, we, we need them on our side. <laughs> these are the people we need to be homies with because they're yeah. awesome. Well, and, and, and also we need to be, we need to be helping to support that, that mm -hmm. struggle too. That's the other part of it. Like, I, I think that. I think that the difference for uh, like a lot of what what I see in the political sphere is that both the left and the right tend to use black people as shields like, oh, yeah. hey, these people have a thing we can get and put out in front as like the window dressing on some bullshit that we're trying to pull. Let's put them let's put them as the window dressing on that. And I'm like, no, bro, like I 
that's no, that's some bullshit. Like that, like all the shit that happened with the BLM stuff where like all of a sudden Antifa shows up and it's all this other rainbow shit and everything. And you got, next thing you know, you got some like big fat Call white lesbian this. chick, uh, you know, out there getting in the face of the cops trying to get everybody arrested. And I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, get leave the, you need to get behind and like listen to what people want and then try to help them with whatever you have as your talents, help them to get what they want and don't go over there and try to fucking run shit. That's the, that I think is the problem is that it's not just, hey, we need these people on our side. And I'm not saying this is what you were saying, Marcus. I'm just saying like, there's yeah that, that was a bar by Javari but but yeah. it's not just hey we need we need black people on our side because they understand the struggle for freedom it's like if anybody understands the struggle for freedom um it's the people who had their their culture their language and their history stripped from them and we need to help try to do whatever we can to help restore that and to yeah. and to learn what we can from 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 what what it is that that would make that uh, that community whole again? Yeah, very true. That's that's, that's what that what uh, what you put what Jabari said. What you put mm-hmm. on the screen is basically the answer to what you asked me, um, uh, Marcus. Because I do believe, yeah, we black people do have this more sense of liberty, but it's because we've been stripped of everything, and that's the sure. that's the humanity coming out, like. Mm-hmm. I, no, we need to get back, back our, you know, you our humanity. To lose. Yeah, you got nothing yeah. left to lose. So let's go. Yeah, yeah, and and, the, and I think the difference between people like Chad and I. <laughs> yeah, we got we got some Haitian shit going on in the right. What are you doing, Jabari? You, I thought, I thought you were from over that other place. <laughs> what are you talking? <laughs> so, <laughs> anyway, Jabari's people. Shout out to Jabari's people. <laughs> If you know, you know who Jabari's people are. Anyway. So, so the difference between us is when, when these, these ass clowns that are trying to use the black community, they go, okay, let's put them on the front cover. Chad and I yeah. go, let's take notes. <laughs> yeah, right. right. I, I'm listening to your ass because you know what the fuck you're talking about. I need mm-hmm. to learn this shit. Yeah, well, <laughs> you know, what can I do to help and not to be like back. I'm not trying to be the white savior either. Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, to go back to the point though of you guys helping us, it's very necessary that you guys show help, but black people need to get their shit together because you can't put another black person in the room and say, Go oh, be with your God. brother. Motherfuckers have to get over their beef. That is the that's no. no. I'm having so much problem with that. You know, I was I was just I was just in the Netherlands and I and I don't really go out anymore because I'm 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 done with that shit. But I went out. My my friend came to visit me, and you know we're we're both black and we're we're going out, and and you know it's all white people, all these Dutch people, and there's this one black dude. And, you know, he's just walking around, not saying anything to anybody, but he sees us and he's like, what you doing here, nigga? And I'm like, like, why don't you do that shit with that? Like, what are you doing, bro? Like, why are you looking? Why are you like, what are you doing here? These are my white people. <laughs> right. That shit needs to stop, yo. Yeah, sure. no, like, there's a lot of animosity that we have, like, I can be in the city. Actually, yesterday, um, I was out with my homie, and um, 
there was a black guy who walked up to us and there's two reactions that people usually get from me when they walk up to me and they're black and loud in Chicago, especially if you're downtown and he didn't look like a crackhead. So no, he wasn't going to ask me for no money, but they usually get on bullshit, but he got dropped off or not dropped off, but he had a dinner date and he got ditched basically. And so he was downtown Uh oh, Nika froze. Mad and ditched on a date. But I sympathize for you. Here's my phone. Your phone's dead, this, that, and the third. And I'm like thinking and processing. Uh, that day I was coming back home from work. There was a guy who had a um, a Moore's chain on his neck. And I saw him walk past and I was like, huh, why is it that he's the only motherfucker I want to talk to on this train? There are black people, white people, Mexicans, Asians. But I was like, I'm okay with being able to talk to him. I'm okay with, you know, having that discourse with another person of mine. But then when you're walking through the red line, when you're sitting through the red line, people walking through and they say loud, loud, loud. Those are the niggas you got to watch out for because they get on dirt, even if you mind your own business. Mm. So it's a difficult process to juggle. It's most definitely a difficult process to juggle. I just don't want to only talk to spiritual niggas. You feel me? Like, I would like to talk to all sorts of arrays. You feel it, it, there yeah. should be no segregation amongst us, but there's many dividers amongst us that makes no sense whatsoever. Well, that's, yeah, that's... I, I got to tone myself down. Sorry. I got to tone myself down when I'm hanging around mm-hmm. black people. I can't be talking spiritual shit because they're going to be, I can't be wearing this around. around yeah, they'll be like, oh, here come this hotel, nigga. And then they like, you. <laughs> You know, and I'm like, mom, bro. And, you know, so when I'm, when now, when I see black people in a group of white people, I'm running. I'm like, I don't want to do this nigga either. Like, because, because I already, (laughs) I already see see it. Like, they're going to come ask me some shit. Like, what you doing here? Where you from? I'm like, hey, bro, I don't, Jack, can you, can you not? Like, move around, bro. Move. Just (laughs) out my space. it's, I don't even know how to explain it. And this is this is everywhere that I go. It's in the US, it's in it's 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 in in um in in South America where, where you go, um in Europe, everywhere that, that I went in Europe, it's 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 not cool. I don't know what it is, but but they it's almost like they're policing uh, black I, I I always I almost thought that this guy might be like a under undercover um agent trying to trying to test me out because he came up to our faces like looking up and down like like he stayed quiet for like 30 seconds you know see how i'm gonna react and i'm like why would you everybody's looking at you doing this to me all these white people and you didn't do it to none of them mm-hmm. you know and i you know but that's this is these this is the things you know that we talk about this is the things that i want i talked about um in, in my in my book kind of you know the, the things that i experienced w- when i got here i i kind of i kind of prefer the racism of the of, of of the white man because i know where it's it it's at you know mm-hmm. it's like you know i don't like you because you're black go over there and you know but, but when i get to you know my my own people um it's it's either you become or either you become you come down here with us, but we're not going up there with you. Thanks. It yeah. is it is a difficult conversation 
to have because it's like, all right, Brody, your people probably still believe in certain aspects of religion and life. And I'm coming to tell you about a certain spectrum spectrum. And like, for example, there's a lot of hood black my niggas who are just straight Christian and Catholic from their people, but then the moment you come in and say, Hey, I have something else, I'll oh, get that shit out of here. Don't try and tell me about today's mathematics ass nigga. Like they they just start to bug up on you and it's like for why? Like, why do you feel this way for when I'm trying to present you knowledge that you won't even experience? Black people don't like having different experiences, apparently, especially in the hood. Like, Bro, they will never leave the universal. Body. That's a they universal will... thing. That's why I was thinking, too. People, people, people just do that. People are uh, very protective and defensive of some shit that they haven't even really spent that much time digging into. That's what that's one of the reasons why I appreciate Dutch so much is that. He he does he he's like okay I believe this thing, but let me take it over here and try to like see if this disproves it, because I don't want to be out here believing some bullshit, you know like like that to to a certain extent we we all need a little taste of that and I think that's how a lot of us got here like all the all four of us on this screen are here because we saw that like okay something's missing or something's a little bit off. And so rather than me just like suppress that and bury it under a bunch of like brainwashing myself or whatever, whatever the case may be, hiding from the truth, not not wanting to challenge shit because I'm afraid of what I might find there is like, no, I'm more afraid of what happens if I don't know and I don't actually dig into it because that's way more that's way more uh, terrifying to me. And so like what you bring Dutch to this this whole conversation is that willingness to actually listen when somebody like Nico comes up and says, Hey, I got something else, you know, that you might be interested in that might be a different perspective on that. And you're not clutching your pearls saying, Oh no, you're me. Even looking at that is a threat to what I have already decided in 15 minutes of study that I believe in wholeheartedly. And that's uh, that's what I what I love about um, the whole uh, community because you know someone like me I can't I can't I can't really belong to a community because it, it becomes too small for me because they have they they start making once once they're comfortable they start making rules where as to we're gonna stay here and you nobody else can come in but you know I noticed that from from Hotep Jesus you know I would come and ask him some I would ask him some questions by like hey but why aren't you doing this. Why aren't you regulating that? And it's like, you know, because you know, where I respect you as I respect you as a human, and you know, I then I would feel dumb because I I asked him, but but then I was like, shit, I'm the same way. But I, I would tell somebody that same thing by like, do what you do, you know, don't don't ask me shit. But that's so I really I really appreciate, it. and it's the only type of community somebody like me can can be part of because it's it's it is what it isn't you know and you know i you know shout out to 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 you know you chad trish um um uh, uh victor you know all of you yeah. that i mentioned because i i really you guys really made um my brain gave my 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 brain a home my mind a home for like okay i could i could park it here for a while and be okay i know you guys 
are not don't have other intentions other than keeping your sanity you know yeah. so this yeah. this is where yeah, i park I, my brain i wholeheartedly appreciate this group it was very difficult for me to it's very easy for me to adapt to situations like to different groups but like with this one there was really no conforming myself to certain parameters with this group like i could be open about a lot of things i can speak on all the things that like interest me and nobody's going to look at me crazy they'll just ask more questions and yeah they might challenge yeah they They might might challenge but it's coming from the right place and it's from the right place is Mm -hmm. growth they this is nothing but a place of growth and for people not to be able to see that or recognize it and like just dismiss this community as a whole bunch of black motherfuckers and a couple of white motherfuckers who just think they're doing great for the the community no this community is nothing but an expansive group that most definitely is on a track to being something that can replenish the world. <laughs> no bullshit. Yeah. Like too many. Yeah. And I things. wanted to grow the size that it grows. Like I'm not like if it's growing at because because I don't. I only want people who would naturally stick to this. People who are like in and out. It's like oh, you guys ain't doing nothing. This is not for you. You know, this is for if you don't get it, you won't get it. You know, <laughs> right, so right. right. It's not for people who are looking for a quick whatever. Come, you know, mm-hmm. I, I want to be. It's just, it's, it's a place where you know you could have, like I said, you could, I could park my mind in, in at the moment mm-hmm. that nation, you know. And I sure. really appreciate, I really appreciate what what Uncle Hotep and and Hotep yeah, Jesus did. I don't know if they did it by accident or whatnot, but it happened, yo. So yeah, you know, shout out to them too. Yeah, and I think it's just to its beginning too, and because right now, you know, what you're talking about is just a foundation. Imagine what happens five, ten years from now when now you have learned to trust those people to not be shit bags. What happens in ten, five to ten years when lots of people have realized what you're realizing about this community and want. And, and are that way as well, because by that time, if if you're being a dumbass, you're not going to stay because people are going to call you on your bullshit because people are being honest. Mm-hmm. So imagine right. when that because you know uh, how long have has Hotep's been told you've been around? Four, uh, three, four years. Four, four years, years at the end of this month. The twenty eighth is four years. Yeah. Right. So imagine what a decade will look like. Mm-hmm of the Hotep nation. And, you know, I'm a white dude, I'm an anarchist, but I, you know, for the most part, the Hotep nation went, all right, you're a white anarchist. Are you on our side? Good. All right. Keep moving forward. (laughs) You know, it was really that simple. Mm -hmm. So, so I agree. Um, But with that, what brought you to our craziness? What brought you to the anarch wing of the uh, Hotep nation? Well, like I said, I like scary things. You know, the same how how um, how how I told you that uh, the the 13th song was a very scary man to me. But I I finally I conquered that monster. Um, when when you when you started um, uh, with with Chad doing uh, doing the the chat, you know, I saw the big A like that I see now. I'm like, oh my god. What the fuck did I get into here? You know, they, <laughs> not soon that we're gonna have Mad Max and shit coming up. And uh, but but as I'm listening to you because I I was there for your 
your first uh, podcast that you started with with Chad, and you know, I started listening. I'm like, okay, I understand what you're saying by the word anarch. Actually, that's what I do. I'm, I self rule as much as I can. I I, I delegate some stuff to to other people who wanna who wanna handle the boring stuff, but I wanna be in control of my own life. You know, so I started understanding that and. You know, I understood it to the point where I, I appreciate you so much that I want to. I, I, you know, I eventually I could I could also spread what what you guys are are saying. Um, as scary as it as it is, I, I I want other people to find it scary. So and and see that a person like me uses that word because I'm not a scary person when when you get to know me in, in person mm-hmm. i don't know if I, I might be i might be a bit a bit strange on on the chat but you know if you see it with with my with my with my image um you know you'll be like so why does somebody like you you know associate yourself with that so you know that's uh, yeah so when i it's basically me my 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 fear of uh my my what what is it my innate uh my reason, my the, the the fact that I like con- contesting my my fears made me uh, yeah, yeah. Enjoy conquering, yeah, conquering your fears, yeah, and and Good. confronting them too, yeah. Yes. Awesome. So, where do you think? Uh, and just so everybody knows, um, there's also a book that Dutch has put out. It's in the uh, show notes. I had mm-hmm. forgotten it earlier because I was doing it in a rush, but I did get them in. Um, and uh, the book is down uh, below. I'm actually. Um, I've, I've owned the book for almost a year and because of my schedule, I haven't had a chance to read it yet, but, um, you, in, in brief, th- tell us about the book and, and what brought it, you touched on it earlier, but th- tell us what it, what it covers and about what it's about. Uh, the, the book is called the guide through the black matrix. Um, basically, um, it's, it's, I call it a guide is because it doesn't have a, a interwoven storyline to it. It's just, it's the things that I wanted my parents to tell me when I was about to go on my journey of life. Mm. There, there are so many things like the institution is, is a big one. Um, like I, I cover the, the, the sources of information there. I, there's 10 main sources of information that, that you need to know that exist out there. You know, one of them being the institutions, the other there's nature, there's, you know, there's a whole, um, things that I, that I cover that, I cover, uh, there's a chapter that's called the World History X, but um, where I cover how the black man lost the musical chair game that I just mm-hmm. explained uh, earlier. Um, and I, I, I tr- what I try to do is I try to reset, I try to reset the, the black man's value to zero because right now we're born with a negative value in this world. And I want, I, um, it's my audience, it was hard for me to find who my audience was, but it was me at the age of 17 and I, mm-hmm. I recently got my my nephew read it and you know he told me the most interesting that he read in there was that i said about how how the library is one of the most important things uh, most most important pillars of our society is mm-hmm. because it it makes it makes that you don't have to reinvent the wheels again so mm-hmm. when you when you see things like burning of the burning of the books and I think we, I think the hotel um, also covered, you know, the Amazon Kindle conspiracy, the Kindle, Amazon, you know, gain a fire. Amazon Fire Stick as well is the is their 
the fire stick is actually what they use to stick in your TV. It's crazy that they yeah. chose those words. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, when, 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 when now I'm aware, I know what they're doing. We already know what they're doing. We can't prove yeah. it, but we see it coming. They're trying to burn the books again. And when you That's see that why. happening, they want you to reinvent the wheels again. You know, I talk about the internet, how the internet is a blunder. So it's basically a guy for if if you have a 17 or 18 year old uh, uh, a kid and and he's about to go on the journey, give him this book and get this knowledge. Know what your worth is and know what what a human really is. You know, um, so that's what I, that's what I try to uh, portray in this book, um, and, and so as it's a guide for. Be, I think I really think it should be a a, a, a pre a pre college course um, or or something. Some, uh, I don't know. It, basically, I want to put set the reset um, your value at least to zero, um, so that you know that you're not a victim and that you can do this. As, as anybody else can in this world is specifically to the to the black man but anybody can read it this information for 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 all humans um to know your value as a human but i'm i'm particularly focused on, on i put some extra things in there for the black man because i think they're the ones in most um, in need of this information it also, it's also what you know. This is that you know. I couldn't write a book about black kids. I couldn't do it because I don't have any. <laughs> and I'm, we need I'm to, not one. We need to better found like a better structured foundation on where we teach black kids or where they're from. Because every other kid can like well, not every other kid, but majority of the kids, they'll be able to know where they're from, mm. and like they can feel like I have a ground zero. <clears throat> When you give somebody a ground zero opposed to looking in the dark, like eh, maybe I can go over there and start my origins because we talk about it all the time. History is one of the biggest factors of life. And mm -hmm. if you don't know your history, AKA your culture or anything amongst that, you can get brainwashed like how we are mm -hmm. today. These melting pots are good and all that, but they're not. Everybody mm -hmm. needs their own staple. We can come yeah. to a Mecca of a melting pot, but everybody needs their own staple. And therefore when you set, that ground zero with that book, kids can understand that, okay, I do have more to me. I, I, I can feel yeah. such as a human instead of three-fifths mm -hmm. is what we are. Yeah. And exactly. I always thought that the, the melting pot thing was an op anyway. Um, I never bought into that bullshit. I thought we should be more like trail mix, you know? We're like, we're all in the bag together, but the M&M's still the M&M's. Right. And the, and the, 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 the checks is still the checks. <laughs> and the pretzels are still the pretzels. Right. You know, and we don't have to yeah. have it. Don't have to be Eminem coated pretzels. And now, not to say that this is not a this is not me, me arguing against like interracial dating or marriage or anything like that. This is this is more about like this idea of every culture being absorbed and assimilated into a monoculture where you lose all this other stuff. Like some of the most amazing things in this world are the things that people pay thousands of dollars to go see in other places because they have something unique that you don't have where you are. Right. To, to Wait, destroy can that. You, huh? Can you give us our artifacts back, please? I'm sorry, <laughs> man. I didn't take them. I, I, I don't have them either. I didn't take them. You know, I got a video about that, Nico. What you going to do with them? <laughs> oh, uh, uh, where are you going to put them? <laughs> Let's start a new ground zero. That would only make sense 
Like that, that's, we got to start the ground you zero. Have to, you would have to start a new ground zero because you putting it. Let's 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 be blunt. Our history has been fucked thoroughly. So therefore, trying to like, all right, guys, let's just throw it right here. Let, mm. let, let let's just like throw it back to Africa. Not everybody's going to resemble with that. And on top of that, I don't believe that whole slave trade thing. We can we can talk about that later. But like, let's make a mecca in America because America is our black America is already a mecca. It's already a staple. Everybody loves black America and hates us at the same time. But they rip off us like no tomorrow. Yeah, word. Yeah. So if anything, make that right here. Put it back in America. I mean, I just ripped off it just now. I said, yeah, word, right after you said that. Like, that, that's not my <laughs> shit, you know? Like, I can't. I, I, I got it. Go ahead, Dutch. Go ahead. We, I, I lived in two different Meccas, which is New York is, is on a melting pot of Mecca. And, uh, and, and Amsterdam is actually mm, New York yeah. is the daughter of Amsterdam. And mm-hmm. it's, uh, you know, as great as those uh, things, those concepts are, it's the, it, these are the destroyers of cultures. And mm-hmm. um, if, it, if it's not done um, um, in, in the correct other order, you're going to get cha- you're going to get cultural chaos. It might form something beautiful at the end, but you're gonna get some shit first. So yeah, yeah. So I, I, I agree with you, Chad, when you're saying about the the, the M and M's and the and the and and the mixes. You should have you sh- you should be. Um, I don't know if it's kind of separate, but equal. That's kind of on the line of things. But um, you know, the the other side, the li- other line of that is that you're gonna find a place where where one of them is gonna be more advanced have more advantage than than the other and you know that's the selfishness in us you know you're going to have one group that's one another but i don't think yeah some assholes are going to come eat all the m&ms for sure you know like they're going to just yeah but i don't think uh in the the long run um um, cultural melting pots should be should be it should be like an exception it should be like a meeting vacation spot i think it should be like a big ass merchant spot like to be honest like it should be back in the right. day, like it should be a big ass flea market, like that. Mm-hmm. No bullshit. Like everybody we bring their culture the to one yeah, spot, and we can diverse, but take your oh, yeah. ass back home. You can For chill sure. here. You can chill right, here. Right, Enjoy right. the different cultures, the different little sections, and then there could be one that's like all intertwined. But other than that, go the fuck home. Yeah, <laughs> and but- if you want sections of other places where they do combine, like okay, yeah, no, we accept you. Come on through. But like, other than that, there should be real sections. And let's be clear, this this melting pot is bullshit anyway. They didn't fucking give you a melting pot. Pod. I've got the perfect example, um, and I thought of this when when Dutch was talking earlier. Um, I went to I went to school and and took art history, right? And in in heart, because I'm I'm gonna channel a little bit of Uncle Hotep, the white man done took art over. I'll tell you that right now, because melting pot my ass. This book, which was the biggest goddamn four hundred dollar book I have ever purchased, it was huge. This huge book in this book that is supposed to be the art history of the world, right? You know what's not in it? Africa, China, or India. That's cute. <laughs> <laughs> Africa, China, India. It's all Western, Western art. Yes. Every Western. fucking bit of it. Every bit of it is but melting pot. And this is in a liberal college, right? They don't have 
Uh, and, and you're trying to tell me there's nothing Chinese, African, or Indian worth any kind of art? Have you looked at their shit for a minute? You know, you know, none. Not a one. I think they mentioned that they existed, but that's it. It, it was all Europe. It was all the, uh, the Middle East. Renaissance type shit. Yeah, yeah. Right. It, it, well, no, because they went from the, the fucking beginning. They have like cave paintings from... Oh, Pre- they went that, back that far, but they, they skipped over Africa. Africa. Right. I mean, yeah. You know, if you're going to op, go all the way. Right. Yeah. So, Dutch, um, we're approaching an hour and a half, and, or we're at an hour and a half. So, I want to start directing towards wrapping up. Um, what, I guess, where are you going from here? What's your plans? And uh, all of your links are below, but if you want to plug anything at all, please do so. Um, well, it, it, it was hard for me writing that book, um, deciding who my audience is or what I'm trying to say. But I think, um, you know, if I could say I want to be, it's as pompous as it may seem, I want to be um, the ambassador of, uh, of principles. I want I want to teach people that your, 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 mor- your morals and your values and your ideals are the, the most important asset that you have that's that's your compass if you don't have that be fooled you can be fooled over and over again but if you do have that nothing is going to happen nothing can touch you so i think i'm gonna i'm gonna start focusing um it took me a while to you know i'm i'm glad you could you could ask me this today because a week ago i couldn't ask you i'm glad you put this pressure on me by asking me because i was in my i'm like what what am I doing? You know, so I want to go forward and I want I want to make sure that that um, that uh, our principles are back uh, in our in our kids, because it used it used to be through religion uh, because re, but religion got corrupted and it got kicked out of education. But you you would teach you would get it through that. So now where do kids teach uh, more um, um, learn morals um, in 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 history class, in math class, what class? A TV, and it's crazy how you how because if you look if you just look at Netflix, and and just look you know I don't want to just go on Netflix, but if you just it's it's insane how how they're demoralizing our kids with with pornography and all of that, and you know they're just saying it's okay, you'll be okay, it's not real, it's fake, it's not real. And you can't, you don't know what's real and fake anymore. Mm-hmm. So you, you're easily, easily corruptible. Mm-hmm. And you know that's my goal. I, I wanna, I wanna instill um, um, principles back, back in, yeah, your values and all of that back into into our society. Nice. Yeah. So nice. I don't. I mean, there's nothing I want other than if you want to support me you know you'll uh, get the book and um you know just just give me a shout out um and that's all i need i just need some moral support you know that's that's all good that that i i know i'm um i'm reaching the right people mm-hmm. but you know that's it but other than, i'm doing it i'm doing it for my family i'm good so you know nice. that's good I, shit. I wish i so, could reach, reach more people if i may if we have a minute um, I kind of want to, I want to dig into something a little bit that Dutch said, um, because I think 
I think one of these one of these institutions um, or, or one of these ways that the institutions uh, or that the different concepts have been kind of weaponized against us is that I have to give a shout out to like the, the Royal Path podcast to Vin Armani and to um, Father Turbo and, and, and Andrew um, for like the, what they have led. It's like 30 some odd episodes. But this idea of like you got the left hand path and the right hand path and that super narrow, super difficult path that's not necessarily like the middle in the sense of like the mushy, um, you know, kind of like what the libertarians try to say, like, we're we're kind of like the Republicans and the Democrats mixed together. Like, no, that's terrible. Like, no, this is like finding that really, really difficult route. That's the route of righteousness that doesn't go too far one way or too far the other, too far to austerity, too far to like complete, you know, uh, do whatever you want at the expense of whatever happens. It doesn't matter. Um, one of the things that happens is that we, we can think that to be confident and to step into our vocation, to step into the responsibility that the divine has placed in us and on us is to shy away from that. And to think that we are unworthy of saying something like, I want to be the ambassador to these principles to, to the, to the community, to, to, to bring this stuff back. Um, I, I want to challenge you on that. Like, don't be afraid to say that step into that, um, step into it with humility, you know, with, don't let, don't let that get out in front of you to where it ends up, you know, pride, uh, shout out to, uh, shout out to seven deadly sins month. Um, don't let pride come before the fall. Right. But I want to I want to read this, and so forget about her. Some of her craziness. She's kind of a uh, anti-gun Nazi and a bunch of other socialists and everything else. But I think she's a really sweet lady who just has some uh, misgivings or, or some mis uh, mis misguidance um, about how to make some of this stuff happen. But Marianne Williamson, everybody probably remembers her. She ran on the Democratic side uh, for president. I've read this a few times. I'm just going to read it again. Our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that frightens us. You are a child of God. You playing small does not serve the world. There is nothing enlightened about shrinking so that others won't feel insecure around you. We were born to make manifest the glory of God that is within us. It's not just in some of us. It is in everyone. And as we let our own light shine, we consciously give others permission to do the same. And as we are liberated from our fear our presence automatically liberates others. So I say that to say, like, step into that ambassadorship. Be that ambassador. Don't be afraid to say that that's what you want to do. If you want to couch it in, like, the proper, you know, righteous humility, that's fine. But I I, I don't know. I sense, like, a like I don't know if I want to say this. You know, I feel kind of weird saying this. But, like, no, nah, man. Yeah, no, I said because I don't. I said I don't want to be pompous about it. It's because yeah. you know you hear a lot of people. You know, if if I'm talking about um, my principles, you know people are gonna assume that I have my principles all the way in check. No, I'm also working on it. I also have my my struggles. So I I don't want to come off as you know I'm perfect with my principles. I have my mistakes on a daily basis. To the, I still I, I have to sharpen my pencil every day. So that's that's what I mean, and I, I appreciate what what you say 
what you say because that's that's the thing I fear that you know that people are gonna think that I think I'm I'm above anybody and I'm not you know I I just want you to know that you can do you you know it's 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 best for you to that's what it was. Um, but I don't I'm not saying that I'm better than you I'm just saying it's easier than you think yeah 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 and, and but and and it, yeah so what I what I was getting at is that like that it's um yeah not that you're putting yourself above anybody else or anything like that but just I think we have a tendency to sometimes shy away from what we're being called to do because we see other people being pompous being arrogant thinking too much of themselves and actually using that to like actually weaponizing their own power and influence over other people. And so we think we, we can tend to think, Oh, well, that type of influence must be bad. So let me not be like that. Let me just stay humble in my little corner and not be too loud. And I I'm just saying like, no, like there's, there's a reason why, cause I, I I've been, I don't know. I guess Dutch and I are the only ones who like we've been, we were mogul summit OGs like from just about day one. And I saw you go through the whole process of like putting this book together and like coming up with a title for it and everything. And so I know what it meant to you and what you felt like a tugging on your heart to, to, to do this project. And so recognizing that and seeing like, that means that you also have a great responsibility to, to deliver that. And part of delivering that is not being afraid to promote it and to uh -huh. let people see it and put it out there. So that's that's all. That's the only reason I said that was because I don't want I that humility to get in the way of delivering it where right, it needs right. to be delivered. Right. Yeah. Again, I, I, yeah. down below right. in the in the comments or down below in the description or or get three of them. Get him three of them. You need three. Right. Got to get three of them to send over to friends and stuff. Get them all. Yeah. So, Nico, do you got any thoughts? No, uh, just beautiful, uh, you know, not uh, the dialogue, but uh, mm. Dutch, I know uh, we both kind of fell off, but there's also something that uh, we're in the works in, and I didn't forget about you. We must definitely <laughs> have some work to do, my friend. Uh, yeah, we got a few so, things in the pipeline. It's, you know. Yeah, so we, Dutch and I must definitely have to, we're going to pick back up and... Uh, yep. We got something cooking for y'all, so uh -oh. just just give us a little second. We got you, though. Yes, mm. yes. We're not gonna reveal too much, but we we got it coming. Yeah, man. So I wanna I wanna address this right here. Uh, Natasha's got a very good point, mm. um, and uh, I think that the uh, that there is a, actually a really good. Uh, description of this is going to be one of those frightening things uh, Dutch, uh Alistair Crowley um, was talking about. Yeah, I know. Ah, scary, scary. But um, he talked about in the book of the law, and, and I'm being a center of pestilence in his words because you're not supposed to talk about it. Yeah, well. do, one day we're going to have to do a tally of like what you say more, Alistair Crowley, or I'm black from the waist down. It's very close. For sure. I think Crowley's got the lead. <laughs> right, for sure. But but uh, in the book of the law, he talks about that a king can appear however he wants. Mm. But uh, and um, and I think Jesus showed that best in the Bible. I'm not going to go over the story. We've covered it before where he washes people's feet and, and mm -hmm. shows that example. Mm -hmm. A true king um, is like Dutch is saying. 
is coming with humility, but an understanding that he has a place. And so, so though I agree with the sentiment that she pointed, that she pointed out, we're all Kings. We are all anarchs. We are our own sovereign. We are our own master. There is no one above me, at least on earth. And there ain't aboves in heaven. I'm sorry. The God, God ain't like, I'm the tyrant. That doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. God is just going to hang out with you for eternity. And I'm with that. But at the same time, it is the kind of humility that Dutch is bringing. And, the, and, and I, I agree with what Chad said to you. But because of, of your king nature, your nature as being a king, I can recognize a king. I can see it. You can see it. You can see it amongst the people. That's the stuff that you were talking about when you were talking about Hotep Nation. You found a group of kings and queens, and that's that's what you found. That's the likeness that you found. So I, I want to say, that being said, I choose to serve. I choose to mm-hmm. serve humanity. I choose to serve my wife. I choose to serve my God, and I choose to serve my my friends and my children. And that's my choice to serve. Mm-hmm. And so, I, although I agree with what Natasha said, yes, be a servant for sure, f- but do it voluntarily because you can, because you're a king. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, Appreciate yeah. That. I feel that. That's a, that's a shit right there. No, but I, look, I have nothing to add to that. I, I have nothing to add to that. You see, you, you, yeah. you guys just nailed it there. Yeah, that's 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 good stuff. Yeah, look, man. Uh, any any time, you know, you're you're in the chat, and uh, and this is uh, this is why this is why we we wanted you to come on because we you've been you've been doing this behind the scenes. Only the people in the Patreon uh, Telegram chat have gotten a chance to to see the gems that you bring to the table, and so we wanted to give bring bring you on and and let you give a little bit of, of a taste of that to the the audience. Um, no, this is uh, this is beautiful stuff, and I, man, like I love you, bro. Like this is this is uh, same. I we've known each other for I don't know three years now, I guess, or, or going on, and it's it's been uh, it's been a ride. We, we've we've all kind of been through some weird shit together, <laughs> and I don't know where we would be if we didn't have each other. If we didn't have that Hotep Nation chat, if we didn't have like our Telegram chat and like this podcast, like I don't. I don't know where I would be, honestly. Like, if if not for that stuff that we depressed, you know, that we've been, yeah. I know something about Chad. Most of y'all don't know. Yo, Chad can sing his ass off, yo. Oh, shit, here we go, man. This guy. Oh, oh, he can. We did. I know things. Uh, <laughs> he can too. I've heard him too. Uh, okay. Anyway, um, yeah, you, you you gotta stop. Um, I'm not singing on here. Um. Oh, you okay? You already put that one up. All right. Um. But no, I, like I, I really like I want. I, I wanted to say that. Like I, I think it's been part of what has made what what made that whole community, um, amazing was that like we, we leaned on each other at times, but for the most part, like you said, it was that place where you could go kind of park your. And I need to get back in there. I, I went through a process of like I had to like cull a bunch of stuff because I was just like. I, I do too much and I got too many balls in the air and like I had all my notifications turned on and like I would be like doing stuff working and I'll just get like like 500 notifications at one time and um, it's just but 
there's there's a there's a community that if we couldn't park our brains there <laughs> for a little while and just know that like we were probably gonna hear some goofy shit and some funny shit and some touching and some challenging, you know what I mean? Like it was all it was all there, but it was all like you still felt like no matter what happened and how off the rails it might go, that everybody was still cool, you know? Like it it, it just because it would go, we'd go down some rabbit holes and we'd go clowning on each other and you know what I mean? Like all that stuff. Um, it was it it was a uh, part of the reason that this the whole Hotep Nation community and Aquarian Anarchy community is uh is a lot of what helped get us through this nonsense of yeah. the last two years. Yeah, it was mostly uh digital, but you know, my my parents mm -hmm. ask me, they tell me you've changed. My 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 girl sees the change, and you know, mm -hmm. I could you know I can tell them, you know, it's because I, I found a place to, to park my brain. Mm -hmm. I, I, I can finally like put this in here and then do what I do. Because before it was like, what do I do with this information? I know, and I, okay. Right. And I put it in a book, or I put it in a book, so I can let that go. And you know, my, my you know current thoughts, you know, I can always, you know, go, you know, chat it up with, with one of you guys, you know, when I have mm -hmm. something really bothering me, you know, I'll come to, to you guys in the Telegram chat, be like, oh, this is bothering me. And you know, usually you guys have an answer right away. Same thing with with the with the whole Dep Nation chat. When I, you know, I would put it in in joking. I'll be joking about it, but I'm serious, you know. And you guys also answer jokingly, but serious, you know, to keep it light, you know. Yeah, so, yeah. Appreciate. That. I appreciate you challenging our our conventions too, because it's always it sharpens. It's, we know iron sharpens iron, but it's also like sometimes we become a little bit malleable because you know when you bring something that. Is like, oh shit, damn, he's right. You know, he's, 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 he's right about this. Uh, maybe I need to adjust my uh, my perspective on this stuff. It's that's that's what that's what hanging around great minds and going into it with an open mind, where you where you can actually like, not just to say open mind, like it doesn't matter. I don't really believe in anything, and so I'm just gonna go where the wind blows. But being open enough to like listen and then kind of run it through the discombobulator and then you know come out on the other side with either rejecting it or or you know kind of assimilating it into what you, what you already believe no, for sure good shit. love y'all man yeah for the audience sure too. we love all yeah. the all people in the chat natasha i see you you've been uh in there in there grinding um banging out and that, that's well, that's good stuff well, that she brings. yeah she's in there for sure wasted talent came through um Oh, and we had been here earlier. Yeah, yeah, we had everybody practically in yeah. here. Yeah, yeah Jimmy was, was in there too. Yeah, Victor yeah, was in I here. I appreciate all you guys. Um, uh, uh, yeah, Jesus showed up in a while. I appreciate all you guys for, for coming to see Word. you. Man. Thanks, bro. Yeah. Um, just know we appreciate you and we're always a uh, click away on the telegram brother and and uh everybody go buy his book. Did I mention buy his book? Go yeah, buy right. the book. <laughs> for sure but you ready chad yep everybody can i say it yeah <laughs> yes absolutely <laughs> fuck marcus <laughs> stay free <laughs> <laughs>